the goal I would like to try to pursue is debunking any theory or or concept in any one of our minds or our collective minds that we don't make music or that we don't um, have the intuition to create with sound because I believe we all do um, and um, I feel that if we lean into it thinking about spectrums and how things um, equate in opposites whether that's loud to quiet or texturally or um, really just listening to each other and how we can communicate with that space within sound and um, creating kind of our own tapestry, our own knit based on whatever we feel, whatever we've heard, um, and then imagination going somewhere beyond that and kind of getting to a space, hopefully, where we're not thinking, not tied down to what's going on in our life or our worries. We're just in a state of neutral, improvisational bliss, kind of, if you will. Um, so I have um, this book here that is pretty interesting to me. Um, just writing a book on improvisation, I think is interesting. And my great friend and partner uh, in the group that I've played in for years called Onyx Collective, Austin Williamson, he gave me this. He found it and uh, it's really pretty interesting. It's just like the energy of it has like this really kind of trippy painting on it. It's called Improvisation Music from the Inside Out. So I think if we're going to do this, you know, everyone kind of just loosen up and, and, and tap into the breath. Yeah. So the breath for me, I mean, I'm a saxophonist primarily. All these instruments that I brought here, I've accumulated over years of, you know, studying and trying to expand my knowledge of uh, what my mentor, William Parker, calls the universal tonality. And he has a book on that, so if you're interested in that, you should read that. He's the, in this area, the, the East Village and in the world, I think one of the great teachers we still have on the planet about improvisation and living life through that spirit. And he's recently really guided me through a lot of different um, ways and thoughts. And this is just a little excerpt from the book. Um, the mind's influence is the chapter. It's kind of discussing how we're brought up in school and education and in a lot of society to kind of judge and be of ourselves and not just each other in competition, but it kind of takes us away from like the childlike improvisational state. Um, so the first quote is by Stravinsky and he said, judge the tree by its fruits then and don't meddle with its roots so it's kind of like i i really enjoy teaching saxophone to students and i always try to just have them play with a free improvised 
sensibility because everyone has their own sound. Literally, just the saxophone, everyone has their own genetic makeup of the larynx. Everyone's larynx is shaped differently. So you have your own sound based on that. If you're deep enough in the music, you can try to transcribe someone. You can never sound just like them. It doesn't matter what setup you have. So it's a really beautiful thing to hear. Um, children workshop this kind of concept and it could be done in, in infinite amount of ways so here's just a quick excerpt from the book it says uh improvisation is the free zone in music where anything is permitted and considered acceptable you're you are responsible only to yourself and to and to the dictates of your taste as long as the mind is in a neutral state all judgment suspended the creative impulse is under no threat and is free to play itself out. Try to act simply as an observer of the nature within you that is generally under restrictions or limitations in most areas of your life. So just kind of think about that, all of us collectively. And um, so like there's no secrets in this for me at this point if anyone has any questions later we can get into it but i'm playing uh software on my phone that allows me to warp and sample things that i've recorded so this is like chimes it's just a time lapse of these chimes so if we kind of like center in for me you can you can make sound with your breath and that could be part of the music. If you want to whistle or whatever, that's also completely, completely everything is free. But if we just start off with just the root center, the da, da. Can't reach those octaves. And then da, da. That's the fifth. So if we, Kind of going to split the room even in a way where you naturally just start to feel yourself. You can hum it or sing it. We're trying to tune into that. It's open, so if you feel like doing anything else to create sound, um, it's free terrain. Very free. What I do.
your hand clay. You should play it. It's the blend. <laughs>
There's so many ways to make sound and we hear sound all around us. But sound to me is a constant improvisation. It's a constant thing that I'm trying to figure out um, on, on so many levels because all these, you know, instruments are, are very intricate and um, they require a lot of breath control and a lot of maintenance. But at the same time, there's this kind of other other realm to them that I think is in like, is somebody playing the bottle? Is that you playing the bottle? Yeah, I heard it. Something I was like, you know, yeah, that's a beautiful sound. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've like recorded stuff like that in replacement or of just in the inspiration of like, what's in the house or like, it could be, silverware or something has a crazy texture um so with sound it's 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 like so so clearly in our intuition i think to to improvise and to to kind of like detune or unlearn a lot of things that you know i went to music school i guess in a couple of different ways and iterations but my first main teacher who I, I played with last night, um, his name is Roy Davidson. He's a saxophonist and he deals a lot with, with words and poetry. And um, I didn't really know what I was doing when I was 16. I didn't really know. I had played earlier when I was a kid and stopped for about five years. So I didn't, you know, when someone puts a piece of music in front of you, whether it's letters or notation, you have to negotiate kind of like, what what am I going to do with that? And then what I'm hearing. Um, and he would always just be like, you know, blow, 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 just play, forget about it. Like, I just put that in front of you. He wasn't using it. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go with that for a while. And um, then as I got way more into the music, I started wanting to play material that had already been recorded or that was already written, which requires a different type of improvisational um, facility and, and knowledge and awareness. So, you know, practicing improv, I think is just so, it's been so important to my life because any moment that I'm not, I feel like I'm, uh, missing something like I feel like I'm really kind of not feeding a part of myself um, and that can be in anything I mean cooking is improvisation painting is improvisation the way you talk is definitely improvisation the way I'm talking right now is is, is slightly an improv but I think when I, and I'm just trying to pass along some gems if anyone has questions you can raise more but gems that I've been not my own gems gems that people have gifted to me one of my early mentors, gems. yeah, generational <laughs> gems. One of my earlier mentors says thing is when I was trying to learn how to play on chord changes, which is like any classical Western music is gonna have chord changes. So a lot of things will follow in that having chord changes, and complex chord changes are not that easy to play over. Um, 
even if you have a great ear, like that stuff is the, the piano chords are flying by so fast with the guitar chords and the bass. You know, as we just did, what we what we did was really foundation of just finding like the root, the ohm center. In Indian music, it's the ohm, or and um, and, and, and other parts of Asia. But it's it's all around us. Like there's drones. I'm really into drone music and machine sounds and how that has a drone in it and in a in a root kind of center. But what's back to the chord changes thing? You know this 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 guy told me you have to um, you have to what was it? Um, imitate first. So we're imitating something, even if it's a sound that you just heard in the room or a sound of like that on the on the on the bottle is a perfect example. And then you create. I mean, then you assimilate, Im imitate, assimilate and then create. So from the creation, we're like having all this foundation of of having imitated something, having tried to find it so much failure. Like, I think that the interesting thing about these workshops, I didn't get to see your solution about uh, failure and, and learning from your mistakes. But and then I, I did see Armando's about gratitude. And I think that those two really do stem into improvisation because everything I've learned has been through failure. Like the great Coleman Hawkins said, you're not trying unless you if you're not if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying. And like that's, I think, very much um, something that I've learned in life and in music um a lot of my best recordings were, were when there's this trust with the musicians that you're just like yo let's just play and the spirit or the energy in the day will take you somewhere and it's fun it's a it's a it's a it's an exploration where imagination takes control and you know as you get more deep into it, I think everyone finds their own world, their own place in their mind, in their body that they feel when they're, whether it's rapping or whatever, it's all the same part of our brains that we kind of don't necessarily feed as much um, on the daily as we as we can or as we should. So, you know, learning for me how to negotiate sound and language as they say that the, the language on core changes is still a challenge for me and still something that i'm working towards on a daily basis or just improvising freely and having having ideas and, and i like to think of things as shapes um, textures contours when i'm playing on the saxophone or on any of these instruments um, some of these instruments kind of bring me to a different part of the tone world where I'm really just, I need that center, that root center, unless I'm outside and the birds are around and then you're kind of in a different realm. But I think recording everything that you do when you're starting out on this journey is really important to hear your, your growth and to hear what you're doing naturally because it's kind of, hard to tell how you sound on an instrument when you start you first start playing it it's not really like um always that clear our brain our, in your brain in your inner ear i believe it's extremely clear but in your brain it's there's things that kind of can be tricky so record yourself and with those recordings you can warp them and twist them into so many different things and the iphone is an amazing tool to record we all know you have a voice memo app, but like messing around with other things too, like tape, cassette, player tape, 
and um, just trying to to really spend some time every day improvising in some way to me has really got me to be able to do that in so many different musical contexts and life contexts because I believe in um, the work that you have to do that's not planned out, whether it's the day and like, you know, where that takes you into the night and the energy going with that is like, I, I, I believe it's like one of the best places to do it is in New York because it's, it's such a beautiful landscape when you're in that headspace and it can take you out of whatever other headspace you're in. So, you know, it's like any hobby then can lend itself into the sound. Like you can start taking photos or drawing or something and it all comes to be like, well, this is an improv, but with sound or with words and sound or with anything having to do with it, it's so infinite and it's invisible and it's universal. Um, there's a drum and a flute, I like to think, from like every culture in the world for thousands of years. And, um, you know, I think that everybody can be a drummer. Jackie McLean said the saxophone is a drum, and it is, because it's all keys and everything you're playing is pretty much like a hand drum, like a, you know, so it's, it's, it's really very connected to me. And um, I think that now we're in a time where electronics are a really beautiful way to improvise and to kind of search sound. And, you know, I really, really, really enjoyed the journey of like acoustics with electronics because, you know, you can really get to a, a beautiful place of imagination, of color and sound that's just super special. Oh yeah, this one I'm gonna play. Oh. I, I like to like wake up and play this one and it's, it's I found it like online, they're pretty cheap to find some, but they, they have huge ones that, but this stuff, It's such a beautiful sound to record and then resample. Like right now, I could I could do it, but see how it ends up. Eternal life. Recorded right onto this little thing, one minute, 
and uh, now let's see. Load selected audio. Let's see how it sounds. I have no idea how it sounds. I sound and I do. That's just straight up the sound. Um, sometimes, like, you could do it on GarageBand. You could do it anyway. It's, it's uh, resampling, but organic resampling is going to be different kind of frequency than when you're quantizing a record because you're dealing with a whole nother thing in the moment um so you know how do we like live our lives improvising and uh make sense of things through that i think is the biggest challenge for any and everyone you know you know to like make sense of things as improvisers because it gives us a a channel to say like to flip that like a good friend of ours solomon said to me like um when you have a bad thought or something in your head like you got to flip it like how do you do that and like improvisation is probably i think one of the quickening acts to get yourself to that place where you flip it Either through the act of improvising, literally, where you go into that space and you're clear-headed that because you've come back to this, like, childlike place or this peace place or this imaginary realm, or literally by improvising mentally or physically, you know, dancing is improvised. It's, it's so key. Um, and I think that allows the flipping me mechanism where it's like, okay, we flipped that. And we made it into a positive. And um, that, I think, is very present in a lot of great music that has an improvisation. People are doing things that is pretty miraculous with, with you know, whatever they have available to them. We talked about that in the beginning of this book. Um, she talks about singing. Um, I've read studies that singing does a lot of really special things with neural pathways. They say to sing like three times a day. I try to do it, just even if I'm humming or whatever, because it brings a certain chemical reaction to the brain. Drumming does too. Um, working with children is a chapter. Like this book is really cool, so I can't really go too much into it, but um, primitive musical feeling. That's something to think about. Uh, it guards against critical and cautious attitudes that accompany sophistication. A lot of music is really sophisticated, and I struggle or deal with that on a daily basis because I make some music that may be considered sophisticated. Sometimes I don't think it's sophisticated at all. I think I have no idea what I'm doing compared to this person that I think is sophisticated. But um, in the end of the day, it's like the primitive thing, the musical feeling thing um, is so childlike. A child will often invent characters and stories playing out the parts of himself 
herself, letting their imagination create a whole world for them. So it's like a theater, an improv improvisatory theater to which he brings expression from his life experience. So I think these are things that are really, really important. To an outsider, the results may seem chaotic or unintelligible as the child explores this totally unfamiliar area. Uh, during this period, the teacher will do well to overlook the sounds that might displease him and allow the process of selectivity to take place at the child's own pace. That's really, really key. Because like a lot of this stuff is gonna seem foreign and weird and like what, you know, and I've dealt with that. With this, I dealt with it last night when I played again. Because the drummer just, they didn't really have the sensibility that someone else who played the music previous to them had had. But I flipped this and I was like, no, nah, this is just is what it is. I mean, he brought two symbols that I would never really want to bring to this equation. And that's just what it's going to be. So we're going to go with it and it's going to be beautiful. And that's the vibe in life, you know, just make it work and like, you know, debrief, but there's always something to learn from that debrief. And that's like where I find a lot of places to practice and motivation to also break out of my shell and play at my full capacity, which is not, that's like energy. That's like maybe another conversation, but that goes hand in hand with it. And you, you kind of deep deeper into the improvisation and then energy starts to take force. And then it's like, well, what energy do I have in me? What passive forms of energy? What charge forms of energy? And that's like a really interesting thing too. Um, so, you know, to the teacher, to the student, training the ear is a chapter. Um, improvising is a disciplined manner um, or a completely freestyle, the ear guards the playing. The ear and the heart to me. Um, this takes place with split second timing at a conscious as well as unconscious level. And that's kind of like how I think that is like the, the way we're living out here somehow, if we're really in tune. Um, and like nature really kind of guides that. And um, I really recommend getting Williams books. He has one called Who Owns Music. Another great chapter here called um, Out of Silence. Um, pauses are necessary in expression of any form so that we don't encounter an overcrowding of ideas. I think we all did that really well. I think I probably was the least uh, spacious because I was playing a lot. But um, they help us stay centered, allowing us allowing time for contemplation. And that Hentoff's book, Jazz Is, he describes how John Coltrane sometimes practices silently, just running his fingers over the keys of the saxophone in a meditative state, hearing the music within. So that's really heavy. There's a lot of accounts of him just like being in really strange places, holding his saxophone or like sleeping with his saxophone, playing in his hotel room, playing after the gig, I mean, endless and that's why he was such a master that no one has really everyone's chasing that i guess well chasing that um as primitive an approach as this may seem oh patterns will emerge that no that no amount of furrowed brow and concentrated thinking might have yielded as primitive an, an approach as this may seem it deserves a place in the overall scheme of loosening up 
with full participation of the intuitive side of the player. Super important one too. Repetition and patterns are so essential to me. And I, my, you know, some of my family members, like, oh my God, so repetitive. But it's like, it's, it's, it's a different type of headspace when you're in it all the time. The acceptance of noise is really hard for some people. And it's really hard in general. We live in like a loud, congested city where people are yelling, there's cars all the time. And I think the only way to make sense of it is to embrace it and be like, you know, noise is my friend, you know, I'm not afraid of noise. Like they're, 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 you know, there's, there's some really deafening noise out there that I don't want to subject myself to, but at the same time, negotiating noise is, is a very interesting improv because you're in like a gray space there. Like it's kind of static um, visually to me. So I think that having that sensibility is really, really crucial as well in this city and as people in this like community. So that's kind of the end of what I have to say for now. If there's any questions, since this is 10 minutes. What book are you reading from? Oh, it's called Improvisation from the Inside Out by Mildred Courtney Chase. And I believe this woman was a pianist. I can't even find anything of what they did on the internet or nothing, but very, very interesting stuff for a book about improv, you know? You want to ask any questions? You like the Grateful Dead? Do I like the Grateful Dead? <laughs> My mom likes The Grateful Dead a lot. Uh, I like The Grateful Dead. I like this one record they made called Blues for Allah. I think it's a weird title for The Grateful Dead. And it's just a weird record. Um, they, 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 they reach out a little bit melodically there that I appreciated. And I like the wall of sound concepts for whatever that is that they play the role in. Um, I don't know too much about them to really be honest, but uh, I, I've seen videos of that wall of sound thing. These guys trekking out with a bunch of speakers. That became, I think, part of their improv. I think there was a lot of failure in that. And I think that a lot of groups have done sound system stuff that's just as genius. And it's not necessarily heralded. But I think that the wall of sound concept was cool. So I, yeah, I don't really generally like not like that much with music. I try to like kind of just be like, oh, what is this? Just say, you know, it's the sound like. It, who knows? Like, if the person maybe has a side thing that they do that's brilliant and they didn't even hear it yet, it's a mystery. A lot of mysteries. Why the saxophone? Um. Uh, well, I wanted to play when I was young, so I guess I had the option in my elementary school to play the trumpet, and I just didn't really want to play the trumpet. I don't know why. I love the trumpet now. I want to play the trumpet. <laughs> Can you play trumpet? I can dabble. I can dabble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boys back. No, I, I didn't. I didn't bring my saxophone for a reason because it's so it's so forceful. It's so uh, strong. I think actually, like that. There's a there's really so a lot. You're gunned at home, basically. Like a what? You're gunned at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big gun. It's definitely has a lot of power to it. Where these instruments are just so like. There's so much space in the air and the flow of the, the breath. This, this is wood, but it's just breath. Whereas there's no, the, the, the air is vibrating through the wood. And the saxophone, the wood is vibrating. The reed is vibrating. So it's kind of, why? Um, I mean, I always loved 
I loved Charlie Parker as a kid. I was like fixated on this one song, Marmaduke. I would play this record over and over again. Luckily, it was a crazy record where it was like the Savoy sessions where they had every take that the dude did of it. So I'll just be hearing and I was like, damn, how the fuck does that sound and feel so good? And it felt like like this imaginary world. Like and and that kind of music to me from that time period always puts me in like an imagination state where like I'm some character or I'm just in a character, I'm in a world that I'm not even of or in it. I'm just like getting to like be a guest and hear it, you know, and just be like, damn, like this is crazy. So I, I just wanted to, 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 to learn that. I stopped playing and then I went back to it and it felt great when I went back to it. It's a very physical instrument. The trumpet is here on your lips, you know, everybody. It's, it's besides the clarinet, it's the only one that's like in your. So you're holding it and it's in your mouth so it's 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 very unique thing and the read the whole thing of it is just is fascinating like saxophone is a very strange instrument so that's why it's, it's just calling to me shout out charlie parker shout out charlie parker right next door laying up the block yeah in the right place we got um i don't know any, any questions no. Not as much as a question, but I I really enjoyed how you talked about like pause and how there's Im improvisation in in speech and how we communicate without you know like thinking about breath you know and and watching I I never really looked at the musician the way I was watching you like when you're saying breath and like how each musician has a different sound based on their larynx and just thinking about the filters in, in which you put that breath there. So watching you through these different instruments was just really interesting. I, mm. uh, I tried to take it back into how, how I feel and how I use that, you know, between like being on the computer or speaking to another person or through a brush, you know, and like what's, what's my breath. And... Yeah, dude, I go through that a lot. Like when I'm not making music, I can get, like, just like Armando said, I'm human. I could have moments where I'm frustrated and I'm disappointed and I'm pissed off. And I think the most healthy thing to do is to, like, breathe and just, like, reset before anything happens. I don't think I say anything anyone doesn't know. But, like, yeah, it's, it's interesting how I really remind myself that, especially when I have a lot of energy in the music or outside of it, in those circumstances. I'm like, all right, take, like, the OGs used to say, like, take the horn out of your mouth. Because, <laughs> like, or else you're just playing, like, incessantly. And it's like, with saxophone, you could get like that. There's some really noty players, which is fine. But it's like, when you take it out of your mouth, like, that was happening to me yesterday. And I, but I was, I didn't need, I wasn't doing that. I, it was just more like, I was like, okay, this scenario is not my ideal. There's not that kind of, like, wave-like thing that's just happening. So, I got to just... Breathe, take it, take it slow, especially it was two sets. The second set, like, I played really well on the first set. I felt everyone was like, you played really well. The second set, I was like, well, I don't know what the, I don't know how I'm going to top that. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and then they're not going to, like, necessarily, like, pull me up. So what am I going to do? I was like, I have to breathe through this 
like that's that's definitely a thing so it's, it's, it's an interesting observation breath i don't really do like breath work like and I, and I meditate a little bit i try i'm not at all like that is i would not do a talk about that i'm not a guy i wish i was i would like to go to a talk about that to learn more but i do know about breathing in these instruments and you know it's an honor and a, and a very, very like sacred thing to get the chance to and to learn them. I didn't play this one. This one's from Ecuador. And I mean, it's, if, if, not in a, if it's not in a good mood, I can't get it. And it's like, it's a, it's an enclave of how I got to This one, this one, you just blow. We could all blow, you know. But it, they're, they're, they're more, they're more complicated than you think. Not that difficult though of an embouchure. It's called embouchure. This one, the embouchure is tricky. It is tricky. So there's some stuff that like you get into with these flutes, and like there's another cat who's young, a little older than me from UK called Shabaka Hutchins, who's a saxophonist who's like transferring to flutes, and he's um. Did Andre two thousand? Yeah, Andre 2000 about to put an album heavily with fruits, flutes, not fruits, but um, uh, what was I going to say about Chewbacca <laughs> supposedly is going to stop playing the saxophone, which I can relate to. You know, it's a really, really, really demanding instrument. I don't think I would ever do that because I'm like enamored and fascinated. By it. I wonder really what's ch charging him to, but he's amazing and everything he's doing on these flutes is, is super inspiring to me and really 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 special and um you know that's the thing it's like genre what genre what like what is it i don't know you know like everyone is so like not everyone people can be very particular and everything but it's like so much of this stuff is connected and um i think that that's the beauty and uh i've gotten to be really blessed to play with elders who have guided me down that path. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to say I went to the film screening that of your film last year, right? Which was it in Tribeca? Joshua's film? Joshua Woods, yeah. That was amazing. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in it, bro. I figured. That's how I brought it up. Well, you're in the film, so. I mean, oh, but it was an improv. The way he, the way he went about that was just like, yo, man, let's like for anyone who's an artist, he was a videographer. He's a photographer, and he's lucky because he had people who had cameras to film that, you know. So it's also like a team improv. It was cold. It looked filming cool. in New York. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was like a real labor of love, and he had a vision. He was like, we're gonna go here, we're gonna go there, we're just gonna do it, and then. That was one chapter, and then he was like, yo, we, we were playing at this festival of Balnea Blues in Paris, and he was like, yo, I'm going to be there. 
and I'm going to host you guys and take you all around Paris and I'm going to shoot the rest of the band. I'm going to get awesome and get everybody. And I was like, you sure? And he was like, yeah, and I'm going to have a new DP. He's going to shoot on a different camera. And it was an improv. And then like, not only that, he made, I don't know, like three different cuts. He kept editing the thing. Yeah. And like, you know, it was <laughs> fitting to do it at that place because the sound was beautiful, but like anthology and I'm really into like, like the Millennium Film Journal, um, stuff like this, where they're talking about video art opposed to a video work supposed to film and just improv. It's like, it's, it's not ending. Like a lot of our things are supposed to be like masterpieces and it's like, okay, that's cool. But you guys just throw paint on the canvas and see what happens and brilliant things happen or they don't. And it's fine either way. Um, it's a process, so. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it was awesome. That was an improv. I got the t-shirt. The shirt was an improv. The shirt was dope. It didn't come out. What's it called? It's called No Place Like Home. Yeah. It's not out anywhere, but you got to be there that night, I guess. We'll screen it one day soon. I looked for it online, too. I like it. It's not off. So, you got it? Thank you. Thanks.